This spring, Lee is bringing iconic styles to you with Gotta Haves for everyone serious about their trip. Chore coats, western shirts, and denim that enhances what you've got. These are styles born to be reworn. Shop them at lee.com. That's lee.com now. Style never pauses. Shop iconic fits at lee.com. Welcome to our special weekend show, Sunday Uncensored. Every week, we produce four uncensored episodes of the TimCast IRL podcast exclusively at TimCast.com, and we're going to bring you the most important for our weekend show. If you want to check out more segments just like this, become a member at TimCast.com. Now, enjoy the show. I was just, uh, Chef Gruel's explaining to me how to make Brussels sprouts properly as we're getting the show going. We're, we're live now, in the right. members only. Yeah, right. it's like, you're, you're talking as I'm pulling it up, and uh, yeah, so we gotta, we have to blanch the Brussels sprouts, and, uh, uh, you know, salty hot water, and then cold water, and then I think we gotta just put a bunch of butter in a pan and fry them. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, when you blanch them and you cook them in that salted water, it seasons it all the way through. It partially cooks it. It also gets rid of some of the bitterness because the chlorophyll leaches out when you blanch it like that. Mm. Chlorophyll is bitter. And then when you actually do cook it, you only need to cook it for a minute or so. And it's actually tender all the way through as opposed to overcooked on the outside and raw on the inside. I was earlier today when we were we were talking about business plans and like, you know, building out these these brick and mortar shops and stuff. We were having food. And then I mentioned it later that it's like funny because, you know, I mean, Chef Grill, you're like a master of, of cooking and mo everybody cooks and no one's particularly good at it, like a little bit here and there, but no one's like trained very well. So like, I had no idea what blanching even was. You explained it to me. And I'm just imagining like you're sitting there watching, you know, Allison, she's cooking and my, and, and you're very polite. I know, but come on, like uh, inside you're just being nice and you're like, I'm not going to say anything, but you're, you're, you'll be like at a friend's house watching them cook and you know, they're making a mistake or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you got you come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd be like if you were watching, if you were watching somebody try and skateboard, right? Like you watch right. and you're like, oh, they're doing that. Kind uh, of I, I was saying we're all friends here, you know. Come on, but I, well, you know what I'll say? I, I like look, at, I look at ingredients, and immediately you guys were using good ingredients. So, like for me, the technique is kind of secondary to the quality of the original ingredients. I was like, imagine Ian going up to Metallica and be like, you want to hear the song I wrote? Be like, sure, buddy. Listen to it's like you come on to Metallica, you know what I mean? But let's uh, let's talk about the story. This story is a story about a story. That's why I want to talk about it. Because Dave Portnoy, he absolutely roasts this Washington Post reporter and recorded it. I want you to hear just the beginning part because he fucking destroys these scumbags. It's it's so good. I'm sorry, man. This is this is this is awesome shit. Check this out. Let me play it for you. This is Emily. Hey, Emily. This is Dave Portnoy calling. Uh, I'm recording you right now, but. I've noticed a bunch of people. You're, it seems like you're sending. We have this pizza fest happening on Saturday, and you're reaching out to our advertisers, and you're basically sending an email that says to the effect, "Dave's a misogynic racist. Do you want to defend yourselves <laughs> advertising at this event?" Right? I'm sorry. What's your name, Dave? I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm the guy you're writing the article about, Dave Portnoy. Oh, you're Dave Portnoy. Oh, hey, how are you? Good. No, I'm not. I'm not. I haven't said anything like that. Well, I can. I can read if you want. If you want, I can read what you actually sent. I have it. Yeah, yeah. Read because I sent a bunch of notes, so I want to make sure I know which one. Okay. We are planning to write about the festival and how and how some of the sponsors and participants have drawn criticism by seemingly to associate themselves with Dave Portnoy, who has a history of misogynic comments and other problematic behavior. 
I want to make sure that Blank had a chance to respond to this since the company is the most prominent and they're partners of his festival. Oh, that's the one I sent to which was definitely the most pointed <laughs> because I really did want them to respond and I was hoping to get something from them. Do you think that's fair? Like, I, I totally disagree with the assertions of what you said, that misogenic and all that stuff. So misogenic. Like, it kind of backs people into a corner. So I'm happy to go over anything. I mean, you have... That is pretty pointed. You said you didn't do it. Then I have the exact evidence. So that, that's the that's the gist. There's, there's a lot more. He then said that they canceled their 10 a.m. call. Shocker. He proposed 5 p.m. instead. It's 10, 10 a.m. or nothing. They refused. This is this is why this is so important. What Dave Portnoy is calling out is that these are not journalists. They're activists. The Washington. So so they're doing Pizza Fest because Dave Portnoy does this thing where he reviews pizza. I, I like these videos. I I, I got to tell you, I follow Dave. And when you and I see a video popping up, I'm like, I'd like to learn about this pizza. I'm like interested. And he walks out. He's like, here's the pizza. I'm going to try it. It's fun. It's like a minute to watch. But so they sent this journalist sends an email out saying he's a misogynistic racist. And why would you associate with him? That's not journalism at all. What they're trying to do is terrify sponsors and get them to drop out. And it's, it's these people are fucked in the head. These are evil, evil people. They're not journalists. Journalism died a long time ago, but shout out to uh, Dave Portnoy for calling it out. That's the right way to deal with uh, so-called journalists that act this way. You know, put them on the spot, record it all. Uh, brilliantly done, yeah. I mean, I, I, part of me, it is kind of frustrating that it's, 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 been, it's been a decade plus of this shit and it never ends, you know? You know what's funny though is she's like, yeah, can you please read me the email? Um, because I sent a lot, so she's almost like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like, I actually probably have worse right. emails, so I want to know which one you you caught me. Well, and it'd be funnier <laughs> if she was like, ha, that one, yeah, you know, that was nothing, it. yeah, that ain't nothing. And and this this really isn't a threat against uh Portnoy. I mean, it's an attack against Portnoy, but it's a threat against the company saying, oh, if you are associated with David Portnoy, it's your company that's going to be that we're going to say is associated with this stuff. So it's a, it's a threat against the company itself. Uh, to say, if you associate with Dave, you're going to be on the on the chopping block. You're going to be in the hit, in the hit list now. And if Look you at, if you listen to that interview all the way through, like you and I were listening to it together, it's just like the way she tries to talk her way out of it. It's corporate doublespeak. Yeah, it's infuriating. L listen to this. Listen to this. Let me play another clip. Sometimes you have to say something like, "This is like, you know, it's sort of a reporting tactic when you want someone to respond. You kind of have to indicate that there might be something negative, and then you get them to engage. That's all I was trying to do. I really wanted them to engage with me. That is a that's a bad state of journalism. If that's a tactic that you have to, well, what I would say well, is make up make something sure about somebody. That there might be some, there might be something negative, and so you want to give people a chance to respond and have a conversation with you. That's what i was trying to do but and at the same time you're saying you don't know that that's actually truth so you're you're leading with something that you haven't done enough research to know no, if it's I, valid no, no. I'm, saying, I'm saying there might be a fuller picture and that's what i want to talk to you about and i want to set up these people are fucking pieces of shit yep fuck dude that's not journalism that's not a reporting tactic she's lying yeah she is a despicable evil piece of shit dave's too nice to her she probably believes herself. That's the scary thing. As she's manipulating and bullshitting, she's probably thinking in her mind, yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. Yeah, I'm good at this. I mean, the thing is they, they think that, well, they're activists looking to, you know, looking to make a political statement or, or, or hinder people that have uh, differing political opinions. Mm -hmm. And so anything is open game. Like it's just about power and it's just about smearing Portnoy to do whatever they can to affect his influence. They want to lower his influence, lower his ability to, to, to reach people and stuff. And anything is open game. It doesn't matter if it's true. 
it's just if they can get people to have a negative opinion of of a person, whether it be Portnoy or uh, you know Russell Brand, Russell Brand. Or, or whoever. You know Rudy Giuliani or whatever. It doesn't matter what they've actually done or what the truth is, because, and I talk about this fairly frequently. When you're dealing with certain people that are this type of authoritarian person, they don't care about the truth. They don't have any. They're not looking to 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 come to you know to to expose anything about honesty or the truth it's all a power game they don't believe in liberal principles they're authoritarians they are completely comfortable with destroying someone's life because they have a a different political opinion this is this is a reflection of the the actual political warfare going on in the u.s and it's not just in the realm of politics anyone that has the ability to influence people in what we would consider a positive way. Do things for yourself. Go out and make something of your own, uh, of your life. Go and, and do things to better your community, better your family, have a family. These kind of things that are that are fairly traditional values that are exceedingly inoffensive, but they want to do what they can to discredit people that would promote those values, specifically people like Dave that have been successful and have made money and have a voice. And that's all it is. It's a smear tactic. Yeah. They're dirty so, smear merchants. So here's what happens. Mincy, uh, one of the personalities for, for Barstool, raps some lyrics, which includes the N-word. But uh, in a rap song, he gets fired from Barstool because Barstool was, was owned by Penn Entertainment. They did a deal with Dave Portnoy. They bought him out. If you go to your local Hollywood, you see the big bar, Barstool Sports uh, sports Book and Bar. They're really fun. I love it. Out at Charlestown Hollywood Casino. You go to the Barstool uh, Sports Book. You can make sports bets. You can order food. There's little kiosks. It really is fun. They have this big TV. It's probably like 20 or 30 feet. It's massive. And you can watch the game. It's a blast. Well, they fire Mincy. Dave comes out and says, look, I have no control over this. They're, they're talking about pulling gaming licenses from these casinos over the thing, over, over this kind of shit. And he's like, I'm not the boss anymore. Right? I, we sold. So what he, what Dave does is he hires Mincy at a different a, a different company of his to keep Mincy working. Awesome uh, class act. And then here's the best part: Holly, uh, Hollywood Casinos, Penn Entertainment gives the company back to Dave Portnoy. I yeah. kid you fucking not. A five hundred million dollar deal to Dave Portnoy, and they gave him the company back. And they said, if you ever sell it, we get half. And Dave's like, I ain't fucking selling it. Immediately hires Mincy back. So you want to know why they're coming after him and why they're angry? Because they want to send the message. If you rap, we fuck you. Yep. Dave just said, fuck, no, you don't. They've got to go after him and they can't allow Barstool to be a, it's sports, man. Barstool's not, not, it's sports. It's not political. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. I feel good. Dad, are you singing to your cereal? Yes, I am. Like I knew that I would. No, a dance too? Come on, Ava. Silk almond milk. Starts the morning on a high note. Yow! Songs, dances, and dad jokes. So good. So good. I got you. 
Mm. Silk almond milk. With calcium, vitamins A, D, and E. Feel plenty good. But Dave's not going to fire a guy for this stupid bullshit, and they need him to. They can't have media institutions that will say, ah, man, just apologize and we'll move on. Who gives a fuck? They can't have that. They need you to beg. And so long as other media outlets grow and, and build influence, they're in bad shape. This is good news. What we're seeing here shows that not only are they losing, Dave Portnoy is smacking them down to their faces, but the fact that Barstool is, is growing and doing their thing and going, going back independent shows that they're losing their, their institutional power. And you know what's going to happen over the next week, two weeks? They're all going to come after Dave because he embarrassed them. And the Washington Post is up there on the rung of, you know, do not embarrass us. We are we are setting the standards. So they're all going to start coming after him. It was the insider who did the original hit, and he completely dragged them through the mud. But the insider was kind of like fringe to begin with. This oh, now, it's they're going to accuse him of rape, this, huh? Yeah, this is the playoffs, and now we're going into the World Series. In, in two days, they're going to be like, uh, several rape accusers just came out. Well, they did that, but it's going to keep coming. It's Today's Pornoy? Yeah, yeah, that's what Insider was about. They did that whole thing. Oh, right, right. That's right. They yeah. already tried it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every man is a rapist now these days. Yeah, but. Holy the, fuck. But there, it, it just, we'll all remember this conversation. It's coming. You know, um, and, the, and the thing is, another thing about the whole rape, rape accusations and stuff like that, like men and women have not had so much animosity towards each other at any other point in, in human history that I can think of or, or anything like this. The battle of the sexes and stuff like that pitting men and women against each other yeah. it's terrible for society men and women need each other desperately yeah desperately need each other like really badly and all of this stuff makes men makes men say it's not worth getting married i'm gonna i'm gonna end up you know get it. she'll divorce me she's gonna meet someone that's got more money someone more successful uh there she's gonna take the kids she's gonna take all my money but like there is almost nothing beneficial or it, it, there is no narrative for a young man to get married that that looks good. And my like, my my piece of advice to that is, is that when you do find the right person, you lock that down. I met my wife. We were married in five weeks, and now we have four kids. Wow, five weeks. Five weeks. We were married. Good on you, but that is not typical. I had to lock it down. And this I, you is know? <laughs> this is and this is the thing is, dudes don't want to lock it down though. Dudes are saying the whole MGTOW stuff and all, and people like the reason people like Sneeko are getting the uh, getting attention and, and Zerka are getting attention is because of the way that women behave towards men, right? Like I, I'm not a fan of Sneak or Zerka's content. Like Zerka's, they're funny, but I'm a, you know, I'm a 40 something year old guy, 10, 11, 12, 13 year old kids shouldn't be watching this. This shouldn't be how they form their opinion of women. By dudes like like the, those dudes are the last dudes that you want a kid whose mother raised him, dad wasn't around, and these are the clowns that are the the you know the parental figure or the authority figures as adults. I mean, regardless of what your opinion on on um, on Tate is, he's not the kind of dude that you want young guys emulating. He's just not. You want young guys that are like, I want to be a family guy. I want to yeah. have you Jason know. Howardson. Yeah, exactly. Though good people that want good things for their community, not you know just to, to load their bank account up and, uh, and stuff. So it's like it's, it's it's horrible. You want all these things, but I'll tell you what's going to happen. People are just going to plug into their neural links and then go have <laughs> cyber cy robo AI sex in the metaverse. I mean, I, it's not that I di I don't disagree, but it's going to be weird shit, dude. It's like people's brains will be fractured. <gasps> yeah, no, no, but for real, like they're going to make babies in bags. 
That's what, that's what they're talking about doing already. Yeah. And people's sexualities will be so fractured and psychotic that humans won't be able to, outside of the pods, actually interact with each other anymore. Now, like, already you've got dudes' brains broken by porn. Imagine what the what the AI metaverse Neuralink is going to be for these people who are plugged in. Well, you have no survival instinct. You're done as a species. I mean, there's going to be yeah. the elites, and then there's going to be all of those that are plugged in. The elites will be plugged in, but on a different level, right? Like they're going to be plugged into. Yeah, they're going to have mods. They're, they're in first have, class. They're going to have they're going to have administrative controls over you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to be fucked up. You're, and that's but but I think a lot of people will be in singular universes where it's just them and then a bunch of AI people like they're playing GTA for the rest of their life. And then they'll come out periodically, but they'll have the feeding tube with the bugs plugged in their neck. And they're not going to want to leave it. The Matrix. I think that was the original story that people chose to be in the Matrix. So how does the reproduction occur then? In bags. But at whose behest? Like who or who's who's determining when the the so elites won't go in the mate in the Matrix the same way that regular people will. Right. For instance, the average person plays video games, you know, I shouldn't say the average person. But there are a lot of people who play video games endlessly. They do nothing. Young people who don't go out, don't get jobs. They call them hikikomori in Japan. Elites don't have that problem. So the people who are going to be in the pods are going to be the lower class, the uneducated, the working class that are that are uh, excised from society due to techno- technological advancements and automation. <coughs> the elites, they'll have Neuralink to a certain degree, but they'll stay in, in real life where they'll own and control everything. And look, for what reason would a multi-millionaire playboy have for going into the metaverse pleasure principle mm. uh, look you, you get some dude who lives in his basement he's gonna want to be a knight in shining armor saving the princess but joe rogan he's gonna be like dude i got i, I have all of these really awesome things that i love yeah. so he might go in sometimes like i play Baldur's gate but i don't dedicate all of my time to yeah. playing Baldur's gate wishing that i was in there fighting dragons and stuff like that no yeah, well, it, I mean, that, that's the problem. It's the it's the facsimile of success or the facsimile of uh, relationships with AI, something like that. Uh, I, I think the ultimate goal of the elites is to live forever, right? I mean, that's they, they talk pretty openly about that. And at this point, they think they're on the technological cusp of, of multiple forms of living forever, whether that's reversing aging and living forever physically or not having a, a natural death physically or by uploading their consciousness to uh, Let com- do that. computers. Well, here's the problem. Obviously, that's an unsustainable, like not everybody can take advantage of that, right? You can't have everybody living forever. You can't because you can't have infinite birth without death. No, let, let them upload because they're just going to die because you can't upload your consciousness to, to a computer. Your, your brain is your consciousness. Like I'm not a dude that I'm like, I'm a, I'm very secular dude. I'm not, I'm, I'm an agnostic. I don't really particularly believe in spirits or souls. Your brain is why you have consciousness. You don't get to upload your consciousness. And your consciousness is not something that's detached from your brain. Your brain is your consciousness. Maybe you could plug your brain into tubes and keep your brain alive, but you don't, There, like the idea of uploading into a computer, I don't buy it. Not at all. So let them try. Go ahead. Throw your body away. Upload your brain into a computer and, get, and they can do whatever that's, they want. That's the meme. It's a guy looking, uh, it's like, I think American Psycho looking up, Christian Bale, and it's like you looking up from hell watching your uh, yeah. AI, your, your AI clone 
uh, live the rest of your life or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 how I see it personally. So sorry to cut you off. No, no. Well, but but either way, you know, uh, whether you believe it or not, that's what these people believe, right? So that so a lot of what they're doing now is uh, trying to set up a, a situation where they can have immortality in whatever form it takes. And that, you know, obviously not everybody can have access to immortality uh, techniques, uh, immortality tech. So, and it's impossible, that's an impossibility for everybody to have it. So certain elites will have it and they'll essentially be at that point gods amongst humans and they'll be able to dispense immortality to everybody who serves them. So every, all the regular mortal humans will be in a situation where they have this uh, treat dangling out for them. You too can be immortal if you serve us, if you do our, if you do our bidding. So, I mean, that, that's the ultimate uh, goal of all of this is uh, essentially the fulfillment of the serpent's promise in the garden of Eden, right? Follow me and you too will be as gods. They want to set themselves up as gods, immortal beings who dispense immortality to uh, the mortals if they uh, serve them and praise them and worship them correctly, which they, which people will i personally i don't have a uh, a problem with the idea of extending lives and stuff like that if if we can get it to the point where technology can can extend people's lives fine it, it i don't have the uh that that gut revulsion that some people feel to that um but that being said you know it it's not like we should be encouraging these people to do you know do experiments and and stuff on 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 these kind of things i i don't i don't see i i see a lot of problems coming personally let's uh let's jump to callers let's jump to our callers to see what y'all have to say we got adventure kyles we are pulling you in sir i hope you are prepared hello everyone what up my name is Hi. kyle i am a geologist trying to escape from california and i have a question for the whole group okay, okay. as does the House Financial Services Committee's passage of a bill to ban the Federal Reserve from creating a centralized digital currency actually mean anything? Or is it another meaningless gesture from Republicans? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, man. They're all meaningless gestures. Like You, you saw they found Matt Gaetz's uh, bill to remove McCarthy <laughs> in the bathroom. On a baby changing table. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, man. I, passing that bill is not going to do anything because ultimately it's not going to push through any other level of government. And yeah. then if they want to do it, they're going to do it because there's so many of these the, these agencies now that are just independent from any legislative process that if they decide that's what they want to do, that's what they're going to do. It maybe raises awareness. Yeah, it's, it's also probably not going to happen through the Federal Reserve. It'll happen through a supranational organization like the IMF or um, yeah or something like that. I mean, it's all it's all going towards global government, which already is being built. Yeah, I I don't imagine that the House passing it is going to matter much, considering the Senate isn't going to pass it, and or, or the Senate's Democrats. And if if yeah. they if the House passed it, it's going to look like a Republican bill. The Democrats are going to say no, and and I don't think that there's any incentive for the president to 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 you know veto or to to pass that kind of limitate limitation on the government. The government doesn't like to limit itself. It doesn't want to at all. It, that's why the government hates the Constitution, hates the Bill of Rights, because all these things limit government. That's why they're constantly trying to get around it. So I, I don't see any compelling reason to believe that that even if the Republicans could pass a bill with teeth, I don't see that. It, I don't see it getting past the Senate, and I certainly don't see the president signing it. I wonder if there was no Constitution, would the country, would the United States, revolt more often? Maybe. Because I'm wondering if the Constitution is effectively just a, uh, effectively a speed bump for tyrants. It makes it harder for them. It does protect our God-given rights. But if they were to just 
rapidly oppress and, and the government expanded too, too much, people might just lose their fucking minds faster mm-hmm. and it might actually resolve the issues. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think, yeah, the, you know, the Constitution, your rights are not what's on some piece of paper. It's, it's uh, what you're willing to fight for, to uh, quote my, my predecessor at InfoWars, David Knight. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. It is, it is uh, speed bumps to tyrants, but the problem is that we have lost the underlying philosophy that makes the things in the Constitution important. It's not important because it's in the Constitution. Free speech is important because it's necessary for a free society. Yeah. And if you lose sight of that, which uh, a lot of Americans have, then uh, the, the fact that it's on, the, on a piece of paper written 200 years ago doesn't matter. You know what I realized, though? That this country, this country would be substantially better off if there was no constitution at all, but I was the sole monarch authority of the nation because only I know what is right for everybody. <laughs> and I realized that. But then I also realized there's probably millions of people who would stand in my way to achieving my utopia and securing peace and harmony for my new empire. And they'll have to be disposed of. I think when, that's when, pretty reasonable. Uh, the thing is, when you're plugged in, all of this can become a reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, called, yeah. that's called the Darth Vader. Our uh, Jason Costa, yes. our drummer, he he used to be like, he's like, Phil, you talk about politics, and then and then I I think one thing, and then I hear you explain other stuff, and then I'm just like, well, I, we just have to get Darth Vader to kill everybody. Then. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I don't have the patience you do to talk about this stuff. He's like, I think the lightsabers should come out. You know, it's funny uh, when you when you talk to people that aren't in politics like we are like because, uh, you know, obviously we are aware that like our voices are listened to by people. So we're like, we're, then you go and talk to like your, your neighbor down the street and they're just like, I got my gun ready. I'm ready. I'm just waiting for the or like people are out there people are, are ready to go, man, like yep. yeah, to dude. a very, very uh, aggressive. And, and it's funny because I have these people and I'll like I'll say like, hey, man, I'm concerned about civil war. And then these lefties like, oh, touch grass. It's like, you're the one screaming about insurrection, dude. Yeah. But uh, have you been to Appalachia and talked to these people? It's scary as shit. Yeah, they're ready. People out here in the mountains are like. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. They're, they've always been well, I mean, very anti-establishment, we'll put it that way. It's, it's the classic quote, those who make peaceful revolution impossible make uh, violent revolution inevitable. I mean, they, they, they are proving time and time again that they're, like, and it's almost on purpose that they're uh, rubbing our face in the fact that, like, you cannot vote your way out of this, you cannot peacefully protest your way out of this, we will arrest you and throw you in jail for the next 20 years if you try. So, like, it, they, they, and they, but, you know, so we're in this sort of impossible situation because, uh, you know, obviously, if there was some sort of civil war situation, 
uh, if if the government that we have now is still in existence when you know you have a mass amount of people rising up, you think our government would hesitate for a single second to invite the UN in to invite even uh, you know to Chinese it's, troops? It, it, I, personally, I don't even think that an invite is necessary. The United States has too many nuclear missiles, so the UN, if the if there were a s- significant sizable civil conflict that's that broke down into you know multiple yep. factions because it wouldn't be you know north versus south or whatever it would be factions fighting it'd be like syria i think that there is ample ample justification for the un to say we need to go ahead and get all of the countries that are that are in nato yep get into the u.s invade take over to secure the nuclear weapons save them from themselves 100 percent there is right. no part of me that thinks that that's outside of the question. So that's that's why I, I used to be very pro um, um, uh, U.S. divorce or you know uh, civil divorce or whatever you know uh, national divorce and stuff. I'm not so sure it's a good idea anymore because if you try it, I think that that is an, an in for gl- for actual globalist military to come in and, and use nu- securing nuclear weapons as a reason. And then we're all Let's, immigrating to Mexico. We're so uh, shooting good, guns good, at blue sir. Helmets. We certainly went wild on your question. I'm wondering if you wanted to elaborate or if that was sufficient because we kind of went way off the rails. I forgot what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, CBDC. Uh, yeah. So my understanding then is we just need to wreck shop and uh, get new people in. We need to elect Trump. Yeah, I mean. Because there's a lot that could come after. And everyone, it's, it's, it's look, man, when I say vote for Trump, I am not saying all your problems are solved. I'm saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before whatever it is you're thinking about, we we see if this Trump thing works. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Who knows what the fuck happens afterwards? Yeah, I think um, I think the problem is that uh, they're going to implement this the CBDC sort of whether we like it or not, and it's likely going to come uh, after a massive false flag cyber attack that that shuts everything down, and they're going to go, hey, look, this this fractured independent system with all these banks and the cash, it's it's too unsafe, it's too unstable. We have to have a centralized uh, digital currency, and then that digital currency will be uh, it'll expire. It, you'll only be able to uh, you know use it. I mean, it's the market. I, I, I think now I think it's a mistake. I think what's actually going to happen is there will be a cyber 911 that hits yeah. the banks, and then they will say. Fear not, good citizen. Your income is your your money is insured by the FDIC. Just download Central Bank app in your play in the Play Store, the App Store. Enter your social security number. Take a picture of ID. We'll verify your account, and you will get the equivalent of all of the money you had in your bank in Central Bank digital currency. They won't call it CBDC. They'll just they'll call it the new app, and they'll say this is how we recover from this crisis. Yeah, and that's you know. But uh, anyway, let's uh, we'll, we'll jump to our next caller. So thanks for calling in, buddy. You good? No. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. All right. Thanks for calling in, man. We will jump to our next caller. And we have Dex2735. Welcome to the year 2023. What's it like in the year 2735? Uh, You know, we're all in the pods, eating bugs. (laughs) Still. Usual. The usual. What's going on? So my my, my question uh, has to do with... uh, the stuff going on with Russell Brand. So basically, you know, uh, g- given that they're showing signs of uh, desperation, trying to silence anybody that speaks out against the narrative, do you think that they might? Uh, do you think they might actually, I guess, ramp up their attacks against Trump? Maybe you know, to uh, I guess try to put it lightly or Hurt not him? putting it lightly, but 
shuffle yeah, him loose this mortal coil. <laughs> I was gonna say give him a ride in a convertible limousine. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, someone in 2015, I think it was, tried to kill him. Right, that guy who tried to grab the gun from the cop and they had to drag him out. You just said a guy tried sneaking into an RFK Junior event with weapons, trying to be a security guard. I don't know, man. I wouldn't put anything past them, but I will say this. They don't do assassinations for the most part anymore. They do character assassinations. The problem is they accuse Trump of rape and nobody gives a shit. It's like, Wait, they're like, well, Russell Brand's a rapist. Don't care. Trump's a rapist. Yep. Heard that one before. The other problem is that, uh, you know, the, the Trump supporters are so suspicious of something like that. I think they're kind of terrified of anything happening. I mean, I think if Trump had a heart attack tomorrow, yeah. nobody would buy it. Everybody would yep. be like, oh, they killed him. Time to go crazy. So it's almost like the... Uh, keep him alive. <laughs> yeah, they want to keep him alive just because they know that Americans will, will go insane if anything happens to him, which is sort of like the best protection he has at this point. Jailing him is their answer, right? And that, and the thing is, is that there's not just one way to jail him. They're going to try and come at it from every single angle. Yeah, and that, that's that's the, the avenue by which they're going to basically quote assassinate him is by leaving him in jail as long as possible and make sure he's not on the ballot well yeah but yep. uh i think g given the uh what happened with the mugshot i think that's only going to make him stronger and uh i don't know that's yeah. just my thoughts yeah 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 and that 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 flipped on them they weren't anticipating that right so they obviously have to take a detour now but i still think that ultimately the end that's the end game now it's just a matter of how they kind of work the strategy through along the way yeah, I think I think Trump should legitimately have like a Praetorian guard. Like he needs like two hundred veterans who just like pledge a blood oath to protect him with their lives <laughs> against anybody, even like the lawful authorities of the United States. Say well, psych, please. Personalized psych, armies psych. are not so good. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm not advocating no, for it. I'm not. just like it's like that's uh, you know that's they'll, they'll get him. Look what they did to Gaddafi, right? I mean oh, that God. guy had so many people protecting him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I don't know. That's a tough question, but I I think you ain't seen nothing yet. 2024 is going to be fucking nuts, bro. There's going to be videos of like, you know, Phil punching a cat or something. <laughs> it's just like you just you name it. Like if you weren't any way involved in in politics, there there's going to be weird ass wacky shit. People are going to just make with fake AI bullshit. There's gonna be a video of, of Trump just like spitting on a homeless guy. And, and, like, and, and people are going to be like, is that real? I don't know anymore. Yeah, and then what's going to happen is the media is going to report shocking video of Trump spitting on a homeless person emerges. And then in the, all the way at the bottom of the article after 7,000 words, it'll say the video may be fake. We're not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm really, I don't know. I, when, when the, the chase, the uh, chase guys are made the, uh, AI of me, like my voice, my mom was like, oh my gosh, this AI stuff, it's so scary. I don't know what to trust anymore. My response was like, do you trust things now? Like, wait, what do you mean <laughs> now? You know, now you don't know how to trust, you know, you don't know if you can, you should have not been trusting anything for the last 20 years unless you, you know, can can actually find logical or, or rational or tangible proof of, of what <coughs> you're trust seeing. Trust the lobster, Harrison. Trust the lobster. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. Hey, Dr. I Peterson. will be learned lobster king. Yep. All right. Well, was that was that good, sir? Uh, yeah, but I also have just one quick question. Get it. So, uh, Trump was recently open to the idea of having a female vice president. This actually got me a little concerned. Maybe he's hinting at Nikki Haley possibly being his running mate. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Terrible. I idea. think he was hinting at Christy Noem. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe Noem. Uh, I mean, I got to be honest. I don't know. If Trump picks... Uh, Nikki Haley, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I vote for him. I don't think he likes her. 
Uh, yeah. He was he was really perturbed at the way that she quasi turned on him after the. Christy Nome's good. Yeah, I, that, that that might be a good bet. You know, uh, I'm 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 look, man, I'm at like fifty one percent for Trump. Right? There's I, it, Michael Malice's mentality. I'm pretty sure this is what he was saying is that Biden being in office is good. It just continually hurts them and makes them look incompetent, pathetic, and bad. And so you've got the it's all it's almost got kind of accelerationist view. Let the old bumbling, fumbling moron sit in the chair and just destroy their credibility more and more and shatter the confidence in the establishment. I don't know. I don't know, though, because I I think that what it it reveals is that Biden is not really in charge, that there are people behind the scenes uh, operating. I mean, I disagree with that. Really? The the, the chaos of the federal government is is so insane. It's it could only be Joe Biden. Like when (laughs) when when Afghanistan happened. When they withdraw, there was no plan whatsoever. It was just random bullshit happening. And like people were like random officials were just going in random directions. They leave Bagram. There's no plan there. Everybody keeps saying there's a puppet master behind Biden. I'm like, I don't know. This kind of makes sense. There's no strategy for anything. First, Biden's like, Bidenomics is doing great. And then when the economy falls, it's Marganomics. Mm. Like this, what, what I see with the fractured and um, what's what's the right, what's the right word? Dejected. Uh, uh, dejected state of the government. It makes perfect sense that people are taking orders from Biden who's whacked out of his mind and can't think straight. Like if, if there was a cohesive plan, you would see things being done. Instead, it's chaos and disarray. See, I think it's I, I think it's like what we saw when, uh, you know, Trump started talking about the deep state. And first it was, uh, no, there's no such thing as the deep state. But it very quickly became, yeah, there is a deep state. And thank God there is because the deep state is the one that's saving us from Trump. I think it's a similar tactic there where it's like, oh, don't worry about Biden being a bumbling idiot. The deep state will take care of you. The deep state has things under control. Trust the anonymous, uh, you know, unelected spy apparatus to take care of you uh, because you can't trust your elected officials. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think Trump should win. Uh because he's our best bet, but I don't know what happens if Trump doesn't get the job done. And I'm not confident that we have a strong guarantee he does. It's just, this is the best thing we should do right now. A lot of people are saying a lot of crazy shit. I'm just saying, bro, all I got to do is vote for Trump right now. And that might actually be a good path forward. I think it is a greater than probability chance than uh, a greater than chance probability that uh, uh, Donald Trump does enough to turn things around. So people should not be acting all crazy like, but uh, anyway, good, sir. Thank you for calling in. Thank you. Have a going, buddy. And we will jump to our next caller, future Mars citizen. Ah, in the future, you will be a citizen of Mars. Are you applying for SpaceX's thing? <laughs> uh, you know, I actually would be on board with that. I know there was, what, a while back, they were going to take 100 volunteers or something. I don't They're saying they got to be married training, couples, but... though, I think. Hey, I'll marry. Yeah. I'll As go to <laughs> Mars. Let's do this. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Harrison, Hi. my morning cup of coffee is not the same without you, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> don't be sorry. Just I had to come do sure this. Always there at I nine a.m. Eastern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Th- uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm th- uh, thanks for. Uh, thank you for that. Thanks um, for watching. So, yeah, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, have you ever stopped to consider that maybe it's all the fault of the Jesuits and the Freemasons? <laughs> that has never once crossed my mind. Now that you mention it, uh, this is a novel idea I haven't heard before. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. So you are a listener. Yeah, we get that uh, almost every day. I'm I'm told it's the it's the Jesuits. I'm also told I'm a Jesuit, which is news to me. Uh, so yeah, apparently the uh, the Archbishop of uh, what was it New York controls everything. So you know, there we go, top of the pyramid. Sorry, <laughs> I had to. I had to. Uh, yeah, that's funny. If people listen, they they get that. Um, so my serious question is that AJ's been kind of like escalating the discussion around running out of funds. Um, So are we going to have InfoWars for at least a few more years, get us through 2024 election and all that? And I mean, what is your concern level with with all of that? Hmm, That's a good question. Uh, You know, um, it sort of depends. I think we'll I think we'll know more in the next couple months, because I think the as far as I understand it, the bankruptcy uh, proceedings are sort of uh, winding down I, I mean there are ways to get around any of this uh, i don't want to uh, talk too much about it but i i don't believe infowars is going anywhere anytime soon because alex set up such a brilliant system by uh, you know having the infowars store and selling supplements he's really playing on the fact that uh, as as fallen and, and de- dejected as america has become we still have this like capitalist core which means that if you want to sell something and someone wants to buy that something you can sell that person that thing. So uh, because we don't, uh, because that's the way that we operate and we don't rely on advertisers, uh, as long as the InfoWars store can still exist, then we can still exist because we can still sell products to uh, to our listeners. So, um, you know, the only reason we've lasted this long is because of uh, the way Alex set it up and that he saw this coming. And I don't, I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon. I don't have an escape hatch uh, planned yet. So... Uh, that would be a a bummer for me to, to see that go away. But so far, like we haven't laid off anybody. We've actually hired some new people. Uh, we're, we're still building out, we're still growing and expanding. So, uh, we've just been sort of hampered and hobbled because of the bankruptcy. But, uh, I, as far as I know, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. And I think we'll find out the real trajectory within a a couple months once the, uh, bankruptcy proceedings come to a close. Right on. Oh, man. That's that's awesome to hear. Um, there's there's a thing the communities want to know if there's time for a little yeah, hit it, bro. short add on. Try and go quick, Great. though. Um, but you got it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, based on AJ and Owen's recent persecution, have, have you ever received threats from the federal government? And, you know, is that a concern for you personally? Uh. You know, it is now just because of the way things are going. And this was sort of the this with the newest things happening with January 6th, where you've got the Proud Boys being convicted of an unspoken conspiracy. It's that's sort of terrifying because my position's always been like, I don't call for violence. I don't do any of the things that would put me outside of the restrictions of the First Amendment. So I'm, I always am within the First Amendment. So it's always like, you know, no matter what they do, they can't prosecute me for my speech. I don't know if that's true anymore. So I've never been questioned by the, fa- I, I don't know. As far as I know, the answer is no, I've, I've not been targeted f- for anything, but uh, the way things are going, you know, it is, it is scary that like, because essentially what they've set up with Owen's um, thing in particular, like his, his persecution in particular is that essentially by saying, it's like this. People did violence. People rioted because they believed the election was false. Therefore, if you spread the idea that the election was false, you are therefore responsible for the violence that was enacted on the basis of that idea. So that's sort of terrifying to me. And I think that uh, that's the way things are going. Um, but I think the 
worst thing to do in that situation is to give in and to stop asking questions and to stop speaking out. I mean, I think that's that that would make it easy for them. So if they're going to destroy the First Amendment, they got to actually destroy the First Amendment before we stop uh, utilizing it. So, no, I've, I've never been targeted as far as I know. I've never been in legal trouble as far as I, you know, or, or anything like that as far as I know. So uh, I'm just going to keep uh, doing what I do, which is uh, just say what I believe without really thinking about it too much. Right on, man. Nice. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Yeah, that, that was that was good. Yes, thank you, sir. Uh, Appreciate I, it. I hope you, everyone in this room, gets to keep on doing what they're doing. Love you guys. Thank, thank you. you. As long as we can. Thanks for calling in, man. Let's jump to the next caller here. We got Jeff Sickles. Is that what it is? Jeff Sickles. Looks Jeff like Sickles, it. right? Like icicles. Ah, Jeff Sickles. What up? Hey guys, a uh, big fan, Sam. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, man. I Thanks wanted... for 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 calling in. Yeah, okay, so I wanted to run an idea by you guys, see what you think, because you ran a bit earlier about that super cringy commercial about oh. abortion that the yeah. Dems are running. <laughs> Did you guys see that one? That was bad. My daughter's oh, been yes. raped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm your Republican congressman, and I'm going to watch her. Jesus <laughs> MAGA is watching you. <laughs> Creepy. I've anyway. seen that. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. And I kind of wish Seamus was here because he's like the abortion expert. Yeah. But if if we can make it so that there's a, an addendum or an extra punishment that gets tacked on if you rape someone resulting in an abortion, that way there's still a legal recognition that a life was lost. Agreed. But nobody's yeah. forced to ra- raise a rape baby. I've never seen anybody put that idea out. So I wanted That's, to see. If I, I love it. I love it. If if a rapist rapes a woman and she becomes pregnant and then gets an abortion, he gets charged with murder. Oh, man. Totally, yeah. totally think so. Uh, that's that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't heard that before. That's yeah. Cool. I also, I mean... Makes it a murder, rape and murder now. Yeah, the, the number the number of abortions that result from rape or, or incest, like, it's such a In Ohio, I think number. the number that I came up with doing the general math and all the stats is six in, in a year. Total. Out of all the rapes, so uh, the, the uh, 5% of rapes result in pregnancy, and Ohio... Uh, Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It was six under age. It's actually a couple hundred uh, per year. Mm. Uh, several hundred. Uh, maybe, maybe like 200 is the fair assessment for just Ohio. But we're talking about 30,000 rapes in, in total. Right. And then, um, yeah, I think, I forgot how it, bro- how, how, it, how it broke down. I did the math on my, on, on my channel earlier. It, it, it's, it's statistically a decent amount nationwide. But uh, I just think that's the solution right there. It's like, okay, how about this? You're like, the right saying, don't blame the innocent child. You've got a problem of the rights of the woman who did not consent to take on a child. And people are like, yeah, but you can't kill the baby. And I'm like, I, I get it, man. The argument from pro-lifers, it, it makes sense, but it conflicts with, with individual liberties and rights in a, in a way that I don't know how to rectify. The argument is the rights of the woman are superseded by the life of the baby. The, the, the discomfort and health risks are not death, therefore, but that's a utilitarian approach. It's tough. I, I still have like a more deontological. You can't make an immoral action against an individual, but the problem becomes a baby and the mom, an immoral action has to be taken. 
if you're talking about an abortion, no matter what. Either the rape victim is forced to carry the baby immoral or the baby gets terminated immoral. There's no, there is no easy answer. So charge the rapist with murder. I dig it. Yeah, I don't think that's it. Cool. Well, you guys like the idea. That's awesome. I, I think it's a great idea. I've never seen anybody else push it before. I know. I've never heard that. That's a really good idea, though. Then you go to the women, you're going to be like, well, we don't want you to get an abortion. But I, my view is if a woman does not consent to carry a baby, then the government cannot force her to carry the baby. The baby shouldn't have to die, but I just don't see how like you rectify these situations. Maybe with these bio bags and artificial wombs, you can save babies in this circumstance. But in the event the woman chooses to abort because she didn't consent, rapist murder. And that, to be to be said, uh, to add to that, I actually don't agree with any, uh, uh, like, I, I, I am libertarianly uh, pro-choice. Maybe, like, there's a certain time frame within a few weeks where it's, like, the discretion of the mother, only for liberty-minded reasons, understanding that there are bad people who ex- exploit this. But morally, I don't see why... why Uh, elective abortion is legal at all. There's no argument for it. A woman chooses to have sex with a man. She invites a baby into into her womb and then later says, not kill it. No, you can't do that. It's nine months. That's all all you're obligated to. If you say yes to letting a baby into your body, then you have a nine-month guarantee. And I know it's tough because men don't face the same restrictions, but I don't see the moral argument for why a woman can choose to get pregnant and then kill the baby. Yeah, and I, th- I almost make a squatter's rights argument based on right. that. Right. You invite someone into your house, they get they get tenant rights. And so it's 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 that's what it is. However, there's a lot of moral and legal questions which result in me being like I'm I'm kind of with Trump on this one. There's a compromise to be had where it's like we we minimize to the best of our ability, but we realize like we cannot win a, a a moral absolutist position or something. Yeah, and, and there's right there, there's there's a difference between the moral beliefs and then what can be achieved politically and what can so like yeah. for me you know I do think that uh, you know life is a life and and you know just ask somebody who was conceived of you know via rape if they would rather be dead like you know if if it was up to the baby they'd probably choose to be alive no matter how they were conceived so morally that's that's my stance but if you say to me hey. You have to, you know, if we we can get rid of all abortions except for the the abortion or, you know, the, the pregnancies that are a consequence of rape, I'm going to make that deal because that means you're eliminating 99 percent of abortions, even if I have to, you know, uh, morally concede uh, that the, the, the rape babies. That's like I'd rather get rid of 99 than just keep doing what we're doing now. But the, the reason that that uh, commercial is actually so effective and successful because it's, it's cringy to us. But abortion is, is one of the very rare instances where the government policy has tangible immediate effects on the citizen like even things like crime and immigration when they affect you they do so with a couple degrees of separation from the actual policy but when you are uh, deciding on abortion that has a direct effect on a woman's life and uh, and the the uh, path it takes or the choices that she makes so i understand uh, where Trump is coming from, where it's like, this is not, you can't just ignore that fact. You can't just, you know, uh, impose your morality on everybody else because uh, there's w- women out there that feel like they're, they have a right, they have a right right now that is t- being taken away from them. And so there's a lot, like probably the number one single issue of single issue voters is abortion. And there's millions and millions of women who feel like their rights are being taken away if uh, abortion is taken away from is uh, no longer legal. So it's in the political sphere. You have to separate it from your your moral convictions. 
um, if you actually want to lower the overall number of abortions like I do. Right on. Was that good? Uh, was that a good response, sir? We have. <clears throat> yep. Really good. Thank you. Can I shout out my friend's podcast real quick? Do it. All right. The Fleckus Talks, the podcast featuring Richard Ratboy. It's actually rated the best new podcast of all time. Check it out Tuesday mornings and Friday mornings. Right on. And sign up for bonus land. We like Fleckus. Shout out. Thanks for calling in, buddy. Cheers. Thank you. Have a good night. Have a good one. Oh, sorry. Thanks for calling in. And last but not least, we have the Kilted Carnivore. Whoa. Kilted Carnivore. What up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Big fan. Um, Chef, reverse here, life changer. So uh, thanks for that. Nice. Thank you. Um, So my question, it's kind of a two-parter. How long until we see armed citizens voluntarily patrolling and protecting the border? And at what point does the responsibility fall upon the people to fix the problem that our government wants. We, we've already seen them. The Minutemen, I think they were called. They've been around yep. for a long time. And my concern is what we're seeing now over these past few years, I'm actually surprised it hasn't gotten really, really bad already. Yeah. But maybe that's it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe people are trying to do this the right way. The Founding Fathers avoided war they, they to their best of their abilities. Petition, petition, petition. And it was only when the Redcoats came to Lexington Concord to seize their weapons that fighting broke out among farmers which resulted in the start of the war so fuck man I don't know so that, that's the issue is that if people actually did that the American government would, would go to war with its own citizens to stop them I think if yes if 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 let's say a hundred guys got together and went down to the southern border and just said no you're not coming in and turned them back the U.S. government would kill those Americans yeah. and, and help the illegal immigrants. No 100%, question. 100%. CBP is down there opening the gates and letting them come in. They're c- actually cutting the razor wire that's already there. Yep. And, it, and so if U.S. citizens went down there, they would have to confront federal law enforcement. Federal law enforcement, without question, would open fire on these men and their children if their children were with them. People think it's not true. And then you see what happens with, with the lockdowns and you see what happens with uh, uh, these schools. Uvalde. Spare me, dude. Michael Mouse is right. If these if these border patrol guys are on the border letting these people in as their orders and some dude shows up with his 14 year old son, they will shoot that 14 year old kid in the forehead if they think that if there's a threat to their operation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it, again, it's, it's one of the you know, if you boil down what the purpose of government is to its most basic thing, it's to defend the border. So, uh, you know, it's it's really not something that us citizens can do on our own i mean it's 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 I mean, even the guy that uh, shot illegal innocent uh, immigrants on his own land he was protecting his right, own I house and, and, he, yeah. and yep. he got arrested and is, is facing murder charges. In prison yeah and so it's not it's not a feasible path yeah man i'm I'm worried about that because the the border stuff it's not even about the u.s borders it's about an old man who had his own plot of land and a trespasser came that's it if someone trespasses on your property and presents a threat to you in West Virginia, you can defend yourself with force. In Texas, you can defend property. Like if someone's trying to steal from you, you can. Especially you can if it's at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what if you're on the southern border of Texas, Eagle Pass? Let's say not Eagle Pass. Let's say some, you know, a little bit down the road. You got a house with property near the border and a bunch of illegal immigrants are coming onto your property. They're not going to be sitting there being like, oh, this dang federal government is letting our country go to shit. They're going to be like, oh, fuck, these guys are my property. Boys, come on over. I need help. And, and then yep. it's going to be a shootout between these guys and, and migrants because the migrants are going to be on their property doing who knows what. Let's say, let's say it's cartel bullshit. And then Border Patrol is going to come 
and they will defend the illegal immigrants. The, mm-hmm. the, the cartels thing is the pro, is the real problem for people that want to defend their property or, or whatever. Because if you, you could very easily end up, you know, you run out there with your rifle or you and your buddies run out there with a couple rifles. Next thing you know, you're facing down, you know, 15 dudes with fully automatic belt-fed machine guns. We well, have to assume know? that it's the cartel if it's, I mean, because it could, most likely could be. Yeah. Yep. But it's not just that. It's this. The reality right now is the videos show CBP opening the gates and saying, come on in and counting one, two, three. Okay, this is a good, this is a good number. And these are African migrants. These are these are not South American. These are not Central Americans. They're not refugees. They're not families. They're not kids, right. women, children. These are young men. Mm-hmm. Yep. With with UN credit cards, by the way. Yep. But anyway, man, uh, it's I don't, I don't know if, if you wanted to elaborate a little bit. It's getting a little bit late, but uh, I don't want to. Cut you off too soon if you wanted to ask any more or, or uh, elaborate on that. Yeah, the uh, the whole situation is just really brutal, and I don't know how we put a sudden stop to the whole thing without it escalating to violence. But as you were saying, I, I don't really think they're even going that way. It's obviously not the right thing to do, and there's still not a clear-cut answer on uh, which direction to go. Yeah. It just sucks. It's getting crazy out there, man. Right on, dude. Well, thanks for calling in, buddy. No problem. Have a good night, guys. Have a good one, man. You too. You too. And uh, Harrison, it's been a blast. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me on, man. This has been great. Absolutely. And Chef Gruel, great to see you. Great, glad, glad, uh, glad to have you here. And just the real quick elevator pitch for everybody. Uh, our plan, for the most part, uh, Chef Gruel is going to help us franchise in Cast Brew. What, when we get to that point, we're not there yet. I don't know what I'm supposed to say or not. I don't know. <laughs> But uh, we we are about to we're hopefully opening soon, and we uh, enlist the help of the experts to to help make that happen. And then we're gonna have a bunch of big plans for our anti Times Square up in Martinsburg, West Virginia. And it's all possible thanks to every every one of you as members. So just know that that is what your membership is. You you hang out in the Discord, you watch the after show, you meet like minded people, and then two things happen with the money that you give us. The first is that we use it. I'll, I'll, let me be very clear. The first thing that happens with the money that you give as a member is it pays for the infrastructure to run this show and do everything with Timcast IRL. The second thing is we invest it in a bunch of crazy ass shit. And this is what we're trying to do from music and cultural endeavors. But we want to build this anti-Times Square. And I will be as very transparent as you uh, to, to you guys as possible. In terms of what I get paid, my salary comes only from Timcast News, that one channel. Timcast IRL does not put extra money in my pocket. Want to make sure that's clear. All of the ad revenue generated from Timcast IRL, all of the memberships does not go to my salary. If I were to get rid of everything and just do the Tim Pool Daily Show, that's my salary. The stuff that I'm doing by myself. So the goal really is with all of you becoming members, build the anti-time square, put on events, start companies, challenge the machine to the best of our abilities. Let's be completely real here. I'm not saying I'm not benefiting from it. I own all the assets. There is a benefit there, but it's not direct salary cash that I use to like buy cars. The stuff that I have for myself is from the morning show. But I just want to let you guys know that, that I am eternally grateful that you have uh, invested in me in such a way that we are going to fucking do this awesome shit. So thank you all so much for being members and we will see you all tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.